When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right i don't feel you know something i feel your pain because that my this week here actually this year in general has been probably one of the hardest years of my 47 years of existence. I'm telling you, man, but it's been growth. I really was looking forward to that retrograde be getting over and thought that that was going to be the end of my worries for a minute. And I was like, what the hell is going on with the earth now? Because it's not over, honey. <laughs> oh, no. I... Now we, we just got over a double blood moon just now. Oh, like man. last I, night and the night before, I was like, come on. Like, I don't know what it is about this year, but it's just everything has been just going off the rails. It's been crazy. Like even for me, it, it, with podcasts, all the stuff that I cover with my, you know, my, my co-hosts and people, I, I've never seen so many public divorces in one year in my life. Man. Uh, Craziness, Kanye. Craziness, just in general, you know. Period. And I'm just like, man, I hope next year be just fucking different, yo. I, I, I swear, I, God, how you been, baby? Cause we ain't talked in a long time. Oh, it's been a long time. Holy cow! I told that producer, uh, <laughs> with uh, that unnamed movie that we won't. Disclosed because I ain't giving him any more clout, but <laughs> he came out here with some girl that had been like known about the thing since it was written in 2016. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be doing PR, you know, going around thanking the owners for letting us hang our, our posters in their establishments. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada. This, I've never seen anybody be like, dude, I've been in the industry for a long time, 21 years. My career is old enough to go to the bar and drink. Mm. I've never seen anybody real life simp, (laughs) especially somebody that's supposed to be running some shit, bro. There was nothing. This girl's like trying to talk over me in the middle of business meetings. And I'm like, I'm in charge of casting and I didn't cast you and I don't know who the fuck you are, but you do know I'm the lead actress and co-producer and it don't work like this. <laughs> oh God. It's, oh. it's bad. Cause it was like crazy because it was like, I didn't hear from y'all anymore. You know, since I was like, I wonder what the hell happened. And then, like I said, Sammy 
who I haven't talked to her in a minute. I've been trying to get her back on the show for the past like month or so, you know, which I never mentioned nothing to her about the unnamed movie, but she never really mentioned it or what have you. So I figured either things fell apart or what have we sometimes with projects like that, it does. How does you, you teach pre- people how to treat you? Mm-hmm. And I pulled him to the side and I said, I don't know where this girl's been the whole time. Cause if she was going to do anything for you, she would have did it like sometime between 2016 Mm-hmm. And before I put 20 hours a day of three months worth and t- actually turned it into something that made it look like it was going to make money mm-hmm. because you were late getting out here and the girl f- is fake everything, fake lips, fake ass, fake tits, or the whole nine yards. <laughs> she made you late because she was riding a bus. He no, she thirsty. <laughs> oh, my 13 year old, we went to go to a photo shoot and my daughter was like, are these guys fucking or is she an actress? And I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. By by the end of the night, I was like, bro, she about to sink her fucking claws into you. And you haven't accomplished one fucking thing that you came out here for other than cater to her. Mm-hmm. And that's not how the fuck I work. I was like, if it like, I don't even know. And then so I told her <laughs> we had I had scheduled a interview the next morning. So we missed our publicly posted an open photo shoot because of her then we finally get to the park and it takes her 45 and mind you it's getting dark takes her 45 minutes to get out of the fucking car and i'm like uh the sun is going down like what are you doing and then when they finally get out of the car like i have me i have two musicians and um we're all sitting around like just waiting for the photo shoot he gets out and he just does like an individual photo shoot with her and then we're just like, well, fuck it, let's go hang out, you know? So we're walking around just <laughs> chit-chatting and shit. And then he goes, hey, are you ready? Is he going to fucking me? And I'm ready to leave now. Like, so it's dark. We're trying to film in the dark now. And uh, he asks us to practice. And let me just tell you, this is character role, right? We're soldiers in this, in, in this film. He asks us to practice our walk across an iconic little bridge here in, in town. This bitch about to fall on her face trying to do an OnlyFans catwalk across the thing. Bitch, you ain't in character at all. <laughs> like, uh, that was your soldier walk? Like, uh, <laughs> see, the, the thing is, not to anybody, you can't, if you're the boss, you can't fuck the employees. You can't fuck the help. Exactly. So I saw the train wreck, felt the train wreck, and I fucking burnt that bridge while I was standing up. And the sad part, it was a great idea, you know, and I was like, even with me, I was like, damn, man, for what y'all sounded like, that shit hot. Okay, so his storyline was a base Mm storyline. Me and my girlfriend rewrote and incorporated a lot of that shit. So he better hope his little fucking testy ball sticks to the original transcript that was more written like a B-rated fucking porn movie than anything we fucking added to it because there's still money owed to people. I didn't even turn in uh, anything for my fucking sleepless nights of three months or the seven baddies taking their time or the promo. He's, he owes money to my graphics guy. I had the balls to try to just 
crop some of that shit off and put some other little actress in it after we split and he got some cease and desist. Like, no, he, there's, like, bro, that bitch doesn't done fuck you. And I don't even know if she fucked you or not, but just, it's business, it's business. It's like, it's like, you don't fuck the two of them up together. No, you don't. And then it especially keep your business partner out of the loop, like, you just pop see, up with the see, then, then I said, a lot of guys don't need to be in a position of power because they don't know how to handle that. You know, and also sometimes people use their position of power to get pussy. You know, and for what you sounded, if he happens to hear this episode, I really don't give a shit because I never we haven't mentioned names. We haven't so mentioned I- names. We haven't mentioned names. No, we ain't mentioned any names. But he, if he hears the episode or he sees you on the cover, I'm pretty sure he's gonna take a listen. So to oh me, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's if he happens to keep up with the podcast. But like I said, it's just to me, it's sad that an idea which probably would have made a shitload of money, probably would have been good, probably would have blown up. And there's so many ways that y'all probably could have put that movie out, especially with all these you know platforms coming out now. Um, hey, sometimes business just don't work out, yo. It be like that. Bitch don't work out all the time either, because he done recasted like twice, I think. I don't really take <laughs> to it, but people be sending me stuff, obviously, because that's anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this, this the third main lead role. You ain't even <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, see. Oh, by the way, hello everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge. I'm not about to go through a long ass intro because the mood I'm in today it ain't happening. So this is what I'm going to do. It's going to be short. You know who I am, Kevin Arbor Subachamp, aka the Porn Rap Star. You know what to do. Go to allmylinks.com backslash Porn Rap Star to find all my links. Three sponsors: lsworld.com, excitebunny.com, racismmagazine.com. Also, proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. Go over to shop gwdistrict.com and get some shopping done for 500 black-owned retailers and shops. Also, find me, listen to me, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday mornings at Fully Swap Radio, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The rest of those time zones you can figure out on your own. <laughs> also find me on skyhawkafterdarktv.com as well as the BGP LLC app now I'm about to introduce this sexy blonde gorgeous lady who we haven't talked to in a year so I'm going to let her I'm going to sit back and be quiet and let her reintroduce herself man I'm trying to figure out who the hell I am now let me tell you I got stuck down here in Texas because of COVID my life done changed three fucking times Oh, I'm not even playing. My name's Cynthia Taser. I'm raw. I'm real. I do not give a fuck. I win shit that I don't even practice for. I just pop in and be like, what are we doing today? And they're like, you don't have anything ready. Have I ever? No, we just go with the flow. Yeah. Um, as y'all heard, that was my intro before the intro. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Like, my goodness. So, yeah, she was here. She was on the show a year ago. Um, and um, I was like, I, I've been following you, Abby. I also follow you on Clapper. You turned me on to Clapper, um, as well as online or whatever. I said, you know, it's time to see if I can bring her back. And I'm glad that she's back on the show. I always enjoy having her on the show and everything. And 
Yeah, it's been crazy. So how is so? How did you get stuck in Texas? I was on tour. I'm a feature entertainer, a fire eater, fire spinner. I play with power tools. Mm-hmm. Probably almost cut my finger off with them a couple of times while I was on stage. Like I'm, I was Miss Nude Blonde World 2021. I have over 20 titles in the adult industry. I've been published in tons of magazines. I've been on Psychobabble TV, which is getting ready to launch. I think on like Hulu and stuff. Like that was the Chicago Improv. I have been covered naked in red glitter inside of the Comcast recording studio in Chicago <laughs> for that show. They never told me what I was doing. They would just be like, okay, this is the idea. We know you got it. Show the fuck up. And then I show up and I'm like, okay, what are we doing? Um, I want a trip to hell on that, on that, on that uh, TV show. But it was funny because all of them, yeah, I sure did. It was a talent show. Uh-huh. And so I did, um, Living Dead Girl, my, my, one of my, I, I had to, like, tweak it a little bit so that it was appropriate. First off, I wasn't planning on getting naked on TV, so <laughs> we had to find some electrical tape somewhere around the studio for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wild show. They re- they um deal with a lot of the industry, like, they go and do interviews at Exotica, and I met them originally at SexCon, which I was one of the promo models for, before we were too wild for the city and got kicked out of everywhere we went and decided to just shut it down. I think we're getting ready to launch it out in California because they're a little bit more, uh, less Illinois-y. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little more open, a little more open. Chicago's like, y'all can kill each other, but get naked and have fun. We're going to fucking shut it down. <laughs> It seems, it seems like that. It, it, it's it, which is crazy because, yeah, it's like yeah, you can shoot the fuck out of somebody, but nah, getting butt naked, we ain't having that. We weren't even butt naked, but we were wild. I remember the last time uh, when we went to the more conservative side of Chicago. Well, that wasn't the last time because we ended up in uh, like Little Mexico, which is sketchy as fuck when we went in. Um, but the the time before last, <laughs> they, came, they came in. They had all the firefighters, right? And they're fucking hot firefighters in Chicago. And they're carrying axes and shit. And I walked in to the fire chief and I was like, is this the mail review? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you guys' costumes look really authentic. Oh, damn. <laughs> he was like, and no, we're doing fire say- check. I was like, all these axes and stuff necessary for a fire inspection? <laughs> Thank y'all went a little far out. Well, then the year after that, uh, they told us that we had to be in booty shorts, like basically like go-go girls, and we weren't allowed to get tipped. Like, why do you think all these bitches show up and do this shit? Just so for free? (laughs) So that they can fucking look good? So then the next year, my little ballsy ass went up and asked if the reason we (laughs) weren't allowed to get tipped is because they were jealous. Oh, damn. Oh, it was oh the, the 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 guy who runs it did not give a fuck. Let me tell you, we were doing some shit that we shouldn't have been doing. I was a table for some shit that shouldn't have been happening. As the cops are getting everybody out of the building at closing time, we were like, "Fuck this fucking place!" Damn, what the hell did y'all do in there? They got the cops called. I don't know. They just shut it down. We really weren't even doing anything, but there was just so much going on. You know, we had live podcasts going on. 
we had rappers and strippers on the stage at the same time. We had two different stages of strippers. We were selling sex toys. Um, you know, we had TV shows there covering it. We had tricked out boosters on the floor with lights and hydraulics and uh, a lot, a lot of celebrities that, I mean, you know how normal celebrities act. We're naked yeah. celebrities, so. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was a, and, and it was a convention? Uh, it was it ran for like 10 years it started at the castle downtown and we were fine down there we never got in any trouble down there but then they closed it down to remodel it and then we went to the entertainment district which ended up being like too conservative of an area for us apparently (laughs) and then the last place we ended up at oh my goodness um i asked the director i was like um do you really, because the girls, the fi- the finale show was two girls dressed in white doing aerials on a white silk, and we used real blood, real cow's blood for the blood, like, at the end of it, like, they started off in, like, classical music, and at the end, it just switched to hardcore and it's fucking covered in blood. <laughs> I was like, you really think this is a good idea? Because if we actually end up covered in blood, nobody's going to know who's actually hurt and who's just a fucking prop. I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> y'all, yeah, 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 they- they went off the rails with this shit. <laughs> God. That's what we, I mean, we, we're entertainers. We put on a show, and when we're putting on a show for our friends, this is about to get lit. <laughs> it's about to get lit. So, so what made you, I mean, so what made you stay in Texas? Um, COVID. <laughs> so, all of my friends in the government kept telling me, bitch, if you don't leave before the end of your contract, you're not going to be able to leave. They're about to shut down travel. And I was like, well, you know, Illinois weather kind of sucks. The people up there kind of suck. I homeschooled my kids. So my kids were with me. If my kids weren't with me, I'd have burned a hole from here to Illinois. Um, But my kids were here. And I was like, you know, I really don't care if I get stuck down here. Like, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of it. My only fear is my fucking lack of fear. And after this bar rescue that I just got done doing, like, ooh, let me tell you, that shit is real. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, lack yeah, of fear on a hundred. God, be wondering, did, did because just the way that he be talking to people, which I understand is part of the show, but I know motherfuckers be want to slap the shit out his white ass because I mean, he literally, I, I get now. Understand, I, I have watched bar rescue, and I get that some of these bars are fucked up beyond recognition. I get it. But still, it's it's a certain way that I think you should talk to people. And it's kind of like, even the way that he walks in, he kind of comes off as an asshole to begin with. You know, period. <laughs> so so um, tell me your experience dealing with bar rescue. I got to hear this. Yeah, and afterwards, we're going to have to talk about how this guy ain't white, but he definitely walks like a boss. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, no, like, uh, I was here obviously stuck. I mean, I was making like 10 grand a month on my OnlyFans, didn't need to help any fucking buddy, but he asked me to bartend. So I went over there and I was like, this is a fucking shit show. Like y'all don't even have the liquor you need. These girls are always fucking drunk and don't even know how to serve the customers, which is against TABC. Here we have our own bar police. Like we have liquor police, like a whole team of cops that are specifically for alcohol patrol. (laughs) So you, they were in there all the time. Like, I was sitting there on a Friday, Saturday night, lucky to make $20. Um, the bar is famous because <laughs> there was a stabbing in there two years ago. 
um, there, the Christmas, Christmas of COVID, uh, somebody got Zorroed and right literally in the front gate. Um, so I've had to overcome, Oh, if you go there, you're going to get stabbed. I'm like, I'm the fucking security guard. <laughs> if I can be the security guard, y'all should feel safe coming here. It took me a long time though. It was a hard process because you still got to keep your numbers when you are cleaning out. So I was slowly getting rid of people and bringing people in. By the end of it, I had people with limited one in 500 cars, pharmacists, fucking people in business suits coming in singing karaoke. I had women coming in and hanging out alone because like, bitch, if you didn't come with her and she didn't want to talk to you, you better move the fuck around and move the fuck out because I ain't dealing with it. So it was like a safe haven for women who wanted to come drink by themselves. Um, <laughs> I fucking was working 13 hour days, seven days a week for a year. The only time I had off was when I had pneumonia. And that was only when I had fever of pneumonia. I got a fever like four days before St. Patty's Day. So I missed St. Patty's Day running an Irish pub. Fucking go figure. Um he ended up hiring back everybody that I fired because he didn't have anybody there. And I realized that that's what he was doing. And was like, Oh no, fuck this. I ain't fucking starting over. And so I, as soon as my fever was gone for two days, so I was, I was, I was out for six days. As soon as my fever was gone for two days, I went back and checked on the place. And I was like, man, you hired that lazy ass security guy back too. Okay. Next, I'm coming back tomorrow. <laughs> and so like literally nobody lasted the week after I came back when I first went in there I literally fired everybody and ran that whole bar by myself for a week and a half it sounds like the bar rescue dad probably would like you <laughs> right I don't know that I'll ever do that again I was at the, at the end of it okay so like during the summer bars are slow especially in Texas first off it was 115 degrees for like 90 something fucking days in a row mm-hmm. your day drinkers aren't coming out for that your guys who have to work construction and out in this heat ain't going out the night before because they're trying not to fucking die. So summer was slow. Like I had five different bar owners coming to the bar I was running because they knew I was doing everything right to see how I was doing and to keep telling me, keep at it. Don't let this deter you. You're doing everything you need to be fucking doing. You have so much shit to overcome with this fucking place and you're still fucking killing the game. They're like everywhere slow. Well, the owner's like, oh, I don't got fucking money coming in. Fuck this fucking place. I'm going to shut it down. Well, it's hard to fucking be motivated to do some shit when you don't know if we're going to close tomorrow or not. And I I got everybody together. Like he told me that we were going to shut down that Sunday. So on Thursday, I got everybody together. And Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we hit solid ass fucking numbers so when i was supposed to close the bar on sunday and not open it on monday my little ass went in there on monday talking about if you want to close this motherfucker kick me out and close it yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> like we just fucking pulled three good ass days out of our ass so we stayed open like another two weeks and i have this bartender that comes in friday saturday that's all that person works she comes in at nine she tries to leave before we even close because she won't have to do the fucking work at the end of the night, breaking down the bar and cleaning fucking everything. So basically, like, and my main bartender has ran double those numbers by himself. Like, tell me why I need her. She won't work if he's not working. So that means that I, if he ain't working, I'm down two bartenders and have to do it myself. So why the fuck not just do it myself? And if he needs help, I'll jump in and he can keep his fucking money. Like, I'm basically just cutting my main guy's money in half, having this little... So the owner told me that I either needed to hire her back or uh, 
take my last paycheck and I called his bluff. She didn't work till Friday again. So I, he changed the locks on the safe and the door and everything. And uh, he left. And then I was like, um, you change the codes. You're going to give them to me. He was like, that's up to you. And I was like, well, I kind of need to put your money away at the end of the night. So he gave them to me come Friday. She come in and I was there at like eight something. And usually if I have both bartenders and I finally ended up having to hire security and I'll tell you about that in a minute, but, um, it wasn't for my security. It was for the security of the public because I was <laughs> ready to, my reaction versus response mechanism was a little tested. So, um, she comes in on Friday and I'm there at 8.15 planning to like, if we're going to be busy, I'm about to jump behind this bar. And she comes in at nine and I was like, you know, fucking I ain't usually here till 1130 anyway. So I left and went and had a business meeting with somebody else about, hey, I ain't fixing to deal with this shit. Uh, what you got? And um, then I went back. At, I was planning to go back at 1130 at like 1115. He texts me. He's like, they need change. Are you taking it to them? <laughs> And I was like, or he said, are you taking it to him or do you want me to? And I was like, if you want to, little fucking, uh, a little, you know, that little emoji with the pinky or the thumb and the first finger together and the three fingers up. I mean, oh, cursor, if you, if you want to fucking do it, do it. I really don't give a shit at this point. And then he was like, it's Saturday. You should be at the bar. It's the weekend. I was like, sir, it's Friday. And they have changed because <laughs> I'd already made it there. I was on my way anyway. So I just sat in my car like the fuck I ain't going to sit in there and be disrespected and you disrespected me by bringing a bitch back that's fucking I don't need that literally raised her fucking mouth to me for no ass fucking reason. So I'm really just going to do my job at this point. Nothing more than my job. Well, the next day and I had hired a waitress the week before because she wouldn't do her fucking jobs. So I was like, fuck that. I'll get rid of that bitch. Get a fucking waitress. Well, I guess she complained that she had to share her shit with the waitress. Her tips. And he called me and told me that's not how that works. And he pays me to run his bar how he wants his bar in. I'm like, bro, you don't even know how it's ran. You ain't even been in this bitch in like eight fucking months. The fuck do you mean? Don't understand teamwork, obviously, because that I said, I'll call your waitress and find out if she, she gonna work underneath them guidelines you got because that ain't a team. And he's like, well, if she don't, then I'll find somebody who does. And I was like, well, good, because I ain't losing a daytime bartender because you fucking are like that. <laughs> and uh so the next day he he was like oh that's what he was getting in on me about that's how his bar was ran and he's like he pays me to run his bar the way he wants his bar and I was like sir you barely pay me to run your bar for 40 hours a week and I work fucking 90 and he's like let me make it very clear none of my managers are doing me a favor by doing their job and that's when I was like um not doing you a favor let me fucking do myself one run your own shit so how did Bar Rescue get into it? How did Bar Rescue get into it? Did he call them or something? No, I was doing a Bar Rescue. Those guys were... Oh, you were doing Bar Rescue. Oh, okay, I got you. All of the white trash tweaking, no money having, tipping, fucking come in and be a liability for your $2 fucking beer. Like... I had Maybe you need to have a bar rescue fun. show because that way it's how you were doing what the dude on bar rescue was doing. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was bad, bro. I had I had two guns held on me when I first fucking started. I had somebody get pissed off at me that I cut him off. Thought he was gonna be a fucking smart ass and squall tires backwards. Drove his fucking truck through the front of the bar. 
Like I had this strong arm and I'm talking about like, I got four different colors of patches in my fucking bar at the same fucking time. And <laughs> like, it, it was crazy, but I took it from that to pharmacists, fucking business owners, fucking other bar owners, college so why students. why do you think like, that dude didn't appreciate the change you made or try to keep with them? Because um, me, me as a business owner, right? If because he doesn't see vision, he see he sees numbers, and our summer was slow. Because we kicked out all of the local bullshit, and most of my people either came from Lawton or were at the college. And so when summer got let out for the college, none of our college kids were coming in, obviously, because they were home for s- summer. Yeah. And then also, like we had three months over a hundred degrees, like hundred and fifteen fucking degrees. Nobody was drinking. Like I have bars in town that said that they were they've been open for forty seven years and this year was seventeen percent lower than any fucking shitty year that they've yeah, had. Yeah, because Texas heat is not as hot compared to Florida. From what I understand, mm. y- y- y'all heat is like if it's ninety, the heat index is one ten, one fifteen. Yeah, well, and it's all sand. So yeah. if it's if it's a hundred, that fucking dirt, that fucking ground is a hundred and forty degrees. Like no lie, <laughs> it's not. There's not, we're not. We don't have water levels four foot below our sand. Like it's fucking, it's the desert. <laughs> See, it's, it's 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 like I tell somebody. How do you tell somebody that runs a business they don't know what the hell they're doing? It's kind of hard. You can't because yeah, when they. Can. Because they run the business, they the boss, they know what the fuck's up. <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes some motherfuckers just don't know how to run a business, and they don't want to admit that they don't know how to. Oh, you know I'm going crazy right now. I just talked to one of my promoters. I was like, "Listen, I got 20 years in sales and fucking marketing and business. I was like, I ran multi million dollars in the corporate industry before I decided to just go be a stripper and pick which asshole I wanted to work for for how fucking long." I was like, now I'm like not really, I couldn't even go on my tours, dude. I lost tens of thousands of dollars because I was running that fucking bar. And if I ain't doing you no favors, sir, bye. <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying, because, because like you said, you was already making money with OnlyFans. I guess it's just, you kind of like me. When I do a job, I'm passionate about it. Yes. You know, even, with, yes. even with my job I have, I'm very passionate about it, you know, and and I try to work hard and do the best I can, you know, period. And, and I'm not a quitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, am. I had so many people. Like it wasn't just my team that I had to stay for. I was supporting the local music industry, so I had all these artists, these musicians, like that. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. just fucking quit and be done with it. Like my heart got broke when I fucking quit. No lie. And then like it's crazy because I had so many. I literally gained support of this entire community that I ain't even from. I have four investors that are like, bitch, we'll just buy you a bar. Um, I actually had one like invest in a bar for some stuff so that if shit did hit the fan, that I was still good. Um, I have. <laughs> so now I have the the music artists that I had. They want me to do their promo and booking for them, be their booking manager. I have mm-hmm. record labels that want to talk to me about working with their people to do promo and booking. I have promoters who are like, you help me and I'll give you 50% of the door. I have so much opportunity coming in that I haven't even really worked since I fucking left. And I'm so good. <laughs> that, that's a beautiful thing. Because it's like, when you know how to run a business and you know how to promote it, 
it does lend itself to you getting other opportunities and op- and, and other monies. You know, for, hell, I, I wish I had somebody help me promote the fuck out of this damn podcast. <laughs> Sometimes, because I ain't even going for it. It's when you're doing something yourself. It's a lot of work, and it's tough. You know, um, because trying to keep up with everything and all that good stuff. So I can understand the pain that you felt when it comes to doing the bar rescue or whatever. And stuff. So now, since you're done with the bar, finally, are you going back on tour, getting back into the clubs? What 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 you do? What, what's your move now? Um, ish. <laughs> I'm not really sure yet. I do still like. I was able to do the tour that the town that I got stuck <laughs> in. I still have that tour. I still do it once every six months. I'm getting ready to be on tour November 14th through the 19th here in town. I don't know that I'm up for travel yet because I haven't been like on a pole. Like I have a therapist trying to reverse 20 years of fucking muscle damage because like literally back in 2000, I I was complaining that my hip was hurting and I've been to the doctors over and over and over again and nobody ever figured it out. And so I just go get a massage like every two weeks. Well, they just fucking rub your muscles. They don't really give a fuck either. And through all of this shit that happened, I was referred to a guy who charges for a regular massage, but he does, he's has medical experience. And so it turns out like all of my lower back pain, which it, the pain when it, it doesn't hurt all the, I mean, I, I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It does hurt all the time, but I don't, I've dealt with it for 20 fucking years. So it doesn't like, it's not when it gets excessive, it's in my lower back as if like I had a slip disc. Cause I've had one of those before too. And it's like an agonizing dehabilitating. Yes. Well, it turns out that most of it is like the tendons in your groin area and mine are pinched and like so fucking tight. Like literally dude made me cry within the first five minutes of her massage and I fucking wiped my tears and said deception is a bitch because I thought I was going to get a chance to relax and that was not relaxing at all. But um, it's helping like because he used to be like push on that tendon and I couldn't even lift my leg and literally would be crying through the session. And now like he pushes on that tendon and this is only in three sessions. I can actually lift my leg up. It still hurts like a bitch, but I don't cry anymore and I can lift my legs. So that's a big, that's a big change in just three sessions. And it's fucking nice to finally have somebody that gives a fuck enough about me because of the impact that I made in the community to make me want to fucking feel better. So So I don't know if I'm ready to just go. So with your OnlyFans, what type of content do you put out on your OnlyFans? So my listeners um, can go and go buy it. But go ahead. Well, I have a lot of... Well, OnlyFans changed their TOS. And when I logged in one day, I had like over 200 and something violations. Because apparently <laughs> like public stuff's not allowed anymore. Uh, P fetish is not allowed anymore. And that was one of my big ones. Like it, it took me a while to do it because I'm like, this is like kind of derogatory but you know what i gotta fucking pee anyway so if i can get rich off of it let's fucking do it (laughs) shit like every one of them that i sent out like almost every single one of my subscribers were would open so for me like it was easier for me to just pee than play with myself because i knew everybody was going to unlock it (laughs) but i can't sell those anymore thanks to fucking OnlyFans terms of service and you know all that bullshit started when a bad baby fucking got online (laughs) oh man it's just funny how, like, every year their TOS change. And it's crazy. That's why 
ExciteBunny.com, people. 90% profit, no hashtags. You ain't got to worry about your shit being bent off. You can pee and shit all you want to on this site, and they won't take it down. Now, back to my point. <laughs> I had to put that plug in. You have to let me know that one, because I'm on a yeah. lot of them, and OnlyFans is the only one that has ever been lucrative for me. Yeah. Um, Other than, like, Celeb, Celeb TV, which is celebrities only. You have to have an insane amount of followers in order to fucking get on there. Um, and then my Xvid chat, which I was a business partner <clears throat> with Xvid chat before I took over the bar and I kind of fucking lost all three of my business partnerships because I didn't have fucking time to fucking do anything with them. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And because I think anybody any favors my fucking ass. <laughs> so shoot, so do you do customs? I do. It depends on what they want. Like the say my name stuff, yes. Um there's just some stuff that I just eh. I mean, it all depends on what they want. Like, uh, Sloppy BJ is one of my most requested things because apparently I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, had, have you ever been approached to do Boy Girl or even porn? I'm pretty sure you've probably been approached. As gorgeous as your ass. Oh, I mean, one of my good friends. I almost got killed because James Dean wouldn't stay out of my inbox and it drove my fucking ex-boyfriend fucking crazy <laughs> that I had some guy with a big dick and a big fucking name that wouldn't fucking leave me alone. So he literally tried to kill me like oh, seven damn. years ago. <laughs> I, I have been approached. I know all those people I feature for, um, uh, I've done uh, night moves magazine, grand caravan of the stars. <laughs> That's a mm-hmm. porn star award show. And I was a feature entertainer for that for like two years. Nice. Um, it actually just happened down there in Tampa, but I was not there. But I do do cool stuff. Like I was last year, I was supposed to host Fantasy Fest, one of the parties down there. But I ended up getting sick and sending my girlfriend down there. Well, two of my girlfriends down there to cover for me. I was just actually supposed to be in Key West doing the freestyle event, but then the hurricane came and postponed that to January. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I've done all sorts of stuff. Like I've done 50 cents F and vodka and champagne release parties. Um, young Lucy's concert up in Chicago. I was a feature entertainer for, um, funny before I even became, well, I guess I was a feature entertainer, but I wasn't really traveling and doing a lot of bookings. Um, the old school rap group Two live crew came through town in Peoria Oh damn! LA, and the radio station called me to be their backup dancer on stage while they were in town. And this was some funny shit. Some funny shit because they told me absolutely no reason I could I get naked. And I was like, oh, I got this. I can make money and not get naked. Let's fucking do it. Well, they also gave us open bar. <laughs> and I remember Enjoy sitting down up. next to the, and I don't even know which one, one they were. Well, actually, I ended up with a $700 tab that night anyway because I don't drink vodka. But um, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> that night was fucking wild and crazy. So I'm fucked up already before we even go on stage. And I go and sit on the little bench in the green room area. And the Asian guy, <laughs> I don't even know their names. But I sat next to him and I was like, oh, are you their manager? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm one of the rappers. And I was like, they have an Asian rapper? <laughs> <laughs> fucking incriminating and shit. But then, like, I was on stage dancing. There was people tipping me hundreds. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then I did that whole, you know, you lay down, put your feet up, and shake them like a stripper, your booty yeah. shit. I was on the speaker, and the the main singer comes over and grabs my panties. And I was like, you can't do that. I was told by the radio I cannot take them off. And then he does it again. And I was like, no, seriously, I can't take them off. 
And then I look over my shoulder and he does it a third time. I was like, well, fuck, it's not me taking them off. And I literally made eye contact with the person from the radio that told me that wasn't allowed to happen, but the town saw my shit. <laughs> hey, what did the radio do? He, he, he could say, huh? Uh, he, oh, we just, it was, yeah, let's needless to say, they didn't ever call me back for another event. <laughs> I think it was your fault. Good. He wanted to take the panties off, but they're going to blame you for his <laughs> indiscretion. That's just funny. I was like, fuck it, it's your show. Okay. Yeah, so see my shit anyway. I do not get <laughs> because, because I always talk to females and I say, you know, it seems like you a lady that actually really don't if you did boy girl a dividend point, it'll be more because you just wanted to, not because of me. It seemed like you you pretty much cause like I tell females, the key to making money in the sex trade is doing and it doesn't involve you sucking or fucking somebody, is that you're, you you have a webcamming, you extreme fetishes, you know what I'm saying, which you kind of well, do with the, the mine, I would say that my webcam stuff is mainly like GFE. They just want somebody to talk to or to foot fetish. Like I have spent an insane amount of time naked on my kitchen floor playing with fucking like bananas and weird ass foods with my feet. Nice. For nine dollars a minute. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of now. Because I'm gonna ask you this: If you did do boy girl, do you think it would hurt your money? Or, or um, it or has it? actually. I have done boy girl, but just with guys that I've dated, mm-hmm. and like my guys just really don't want to see that. Like most of them. I would say that most of my fans have like, like, and like literally I logged into my only fans after not being on it for a year and I still had 50 subscribers. So nice. my fans are loyal mm-hmm. and they've known me for like 10 years. Like they've been following me for like 10 years. And, um, they just, I think hope that one day I, I don't know. I just don't want to do this lifestyle anymore and yeah. pick one of them. I well, <laughs> shoot, I mean, because to me, it's like, because I always ask that, because uh, most webcam, especially girls that cam, the fan base really don't want to see what to do half the time. It's very rare that I hear that a girl can get off, like, doing live sex shows and it makes money. I only talked to two girls that actually did that. You feel me? Everybody else, when I talk to them, they're like, no, my fans, they rather see me with, they rather see me with a dildo than with a dude. Right, you know, or in the shower, or yeah. something that's not, yeah, they, it, it, and, it, and it is like that, and I actually have hung out with some of my fans, just because they are respectful, they're not, like, um, I, I took one of them, and, uh, to the Gentleman's Club Expo out in Vegas, and dressed him up, I call him my pet piggy bank, because if I ever need anything, and, like, I actually ever need anything, I don't ask him for shit, unless I actually need to, but he's always been there, I have a little pet, I have a little stuffed pig pillow that travels with me everywhere. It's my airplane pillow. Um, So I take my piggy everywhere. But one time I met him in Vegas and I dressed up in a pink evening gown and put one of those piggy bank fucking masks, the big pink ones that look like the big piggy bank (laughs) head and a fucking pink leash and walked his ass up and down the streets. I actually snuck him into a VIP press pass only party (laughs) at Club Vanity and he won third place in the fucking costume contest because I couldn't own up to the fact that I snuck him in there. You know what I mean? Like I was fucking high. It's fucking, you can smoke weed in Vegas. 
And I was like, I have social anxiety and I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. Well, I always fucking get in trouble anyway. Some for some, for something. But, um, I was like, they're, they're going to be mad at me. They're going to be mad at me. So my fucking accessory won third place in the concert costume contest. When nice. he comes back, I was like, bitch, you an accessory. We could have got first fucking place about it. Owned up to the fact that you were my fucking purse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was a fucking gag everybody's like who is this person who is this person nobody could figure out who he was because he didn't have a pass he wasn't supposed to be in there oops nice. <laughs> but there's only one way to get into vanity and that's up an escalator so me and my model from canada like we're both like fucking everybody knows us and uh so we're chatting and we made it through because we had our passes well they're trying to look for his pass and they were like, ladies, is he with you? And I turned around. And I was like, yep. And then just turned back around because I know I'm ABC I always be closing. So they were like, ah, fuck it. Let him go because he's with them and they're OK. You know what I mean? So that's because they weren't going to chase us up the escalator or make us come down. So that's how we got in. It was pretty funny. We came back. He had like shrines because <laughs> he had to leave right after the, that thing. And so we came back to our room and we both had like sh- he went to the dispensary and we literally had weed shrines both of us in our room and we came back and looked at it and we were like how in the fuck are we going to get rid of all of this in four days well <laughs> we were staying at a hotel that apparently let people smoke weed in it because the whole place smelled like weed and so we smoked the blunt before we went to the airport and the drug dog literally put his nose to my knee and I looked at it like ah oh, bitch I just smoked it I ain't got shit on me little did I know when I got home I had two pre-rolls and a bunch of edibles in my fucking bag. And I was like, God damn, I'm lucky that I wasn't fucking scared of that dog or I'd have been not making it. I can't believe I made it back through TABC or TAC, TSA. I'm used to TABC fucking Texas fucking car fucking police. Oh my God. I swear. See, that's why I love talking to, see with me, that's why I love doing this podcast because I get to let by curiously because I have such a boring life outside of it. Especially <laughs> I retired from porn. So it's like to hear y'all stories and everything. It's kind of like, I swear, you have a very exciting life, Miss Lady. Oh, I live it. I have definitely fucking lived it for sure. See, I hope to get to meet you one day face to face. I really do. I think we will have a ball together. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my goodness, man! So, shoot, so, so Texas is now your home. Uh, apparently, you ain't moving. You actually liked it, um, other than the bar situation or what have you, and everything. So, and I mean, and to be honest with you, because are you planning to do any more? Comp- well, like you said, you dealing with your back in- injury or what have? You. Are you planning to get back in the circuit when it comes to like being Miss Blonde, you know, desire dancing and stuff like that? Yeah, I think, I think so next year. I think next year is going to be my year to just come back, honestly. I'm not going to do shit this year. This year is just going to, I'm just going to make it. This year, the year is almost over the damn way, so I mean, ain't much can be done, now, honestly. Because, <laughs> shoot, it's almost Christmas time now. Right, right. Yeah, I have, I have some stuff. I'm helping, like I said, I'm I'm working on booking some entertainers. I've got my fan pages up. I have um, a percentage of sales from a concert venue because of my investor. And then I'm actually getting ready to work for promo and booking manager for another bar. But it doesn't require me being in the bar because I'm not getting stuck within four walls. 
after he threatened to close, I started calling the place my psych ward, except for my walls were not mirrored or not padded. They were mirrored. Like, literally every wall in that fucking place, down to even the fucking, the pillars that hold the fucking building up, everything had mirrors. Everything. (laughs) So, I'm like, I have no... actually own a bar. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, I might be having a meeting on Friday discussing that, because, um, yeah. Yeah, because it seemed like to me that if you ran a bar, it'd probably be lucrative. You know, period. If, if I, I had a staff, it. like if I ran it and wasn't like, like if I was part owner, yeah. But if I got to get in there and do the shit that I was doing, like, no, that's what a staff is for. But it takes a long time to build a solid fucking team, man. But she already, yeah, this, the, the person that I'm discussing that with, they already have a solid team. They've all been there for a couple of years. Like, I'm not going to change. They've already, that manager can just manage shit. It just needs to be more. I mean, the the bar, I can't talk too much about it, but yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it, it, it's a historical landmark and they don't promote it as that. It fucking blows my mind. Like Elvis and fucking Aletha Franklin and shit have played in this fucking establishment. You would think that there'd be like some fucking memorabilia of that on the walls or something, but there's not. So if I ran it, yeah, definitely would be working that fucking uh, angle. And it's huge. It sits on 100 acres. It's fucking... It used to be a hangar. Like, it's a huge, huge fucking building. But, I mean, even if she doesn't end up... I mean, she wants to sell. I don't know now. (laughs) After this last little escapade of my investors are really interested in it or not. But... We'll find out. I'm at least going to get all the communication on the same table. It just blows my mind. Fucking communication barriers with people, like, and, and like, just too many hats and a fire. It, it, it drives me absolutely insane after having, like, 20 years of marketing and, and promo and shit skills that there are people who run businesses that don't fucking understand that shit. No, they don't. It, it blows my fucking mind. Because it, because you got to think that, like, even when I look at like like podcasts, um, some of these podcasts that are big, they get over because the people because the people, the people that they know, not necessarily the work they put in. You get what I'm coming from? Right. As far as promotion and marketing, you know. So, like a small podcast like me, I have to work differently. Like, for example, I don't even see these motherfuckers ever, you know, promote their old, their, their their past episodes. And the reason why, because all their episodes are dated, you get what I'm saying? For the most right. part. That's why I try to not do my episodes so dated so that I can sit back and promote the, the last episode you was on. You get what I'm saying? Or what have you. Because it's still, it, 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 it's, what's where I'm looking for? They won't it's feel like it's, it's still entertainment. There's yeah. new people on your shit that ain't never heard it before. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So it's kind of like to me, it's it's like even with me, my, my mark. I use the same marketing techniques that I did in porn, and when I was doing music, I used in podcasting. It's working, you know, because people don't realize marketing is the most important part of any business because you got to be able to market it and package it to where people will buy into it emotionally and financially and people emotionally see that what people don't get the emotional side of it 
Right. Because that means, emotion means I love going there, you know, like a bar. I enjoy going there. It makes me feel good. I have a great time, atmosphere, you know, period. And if you don't know how to market that, you're not going to get people going to come in to experience it. Uh, right. Well, speaking of marketing and experience, so I had somebody who's watched my journey on Facebook for like the last six months who's been on stage and won like inspirational awards and a whole bunch of shit literally messaged me and tell me he was getting ready to launch a new business in the area. And he wanted me as his right hand man. Um, and so we're, we're in the process of doing that. I think, uh, I think today or tomorrow we're actually launching it so that we can take customers. Um, so I'm doing financial, uh, advisor shit. Nice. And we have like an all-in-one program that repairs your credit, builds your credit, monitors your credit. It has budgeting tools. It has like retirement planning calculators and stuff. It helps do tax prep, um, everything in one fucking spot. And we're getting ready to add life insurance in the same area. It has a tool on there also where you can not only like dispute stuff that you have on your credit, but you can dispute your utility bills. So like um, it's an add on. So let's say that you have had your cell phone for 10 fucking years and the bill just keeps going up and up and up and we have a partnership with them. So you pay $45 and we dispute it to get a lower bill for you. If you don't save more than $45, then we just refund your money. But we end up saving between 15 and 20% off of that bill for you. So you end up saving more than the $45 you invested in having us do it. Like I said, if we don't negotiate the price to be more than $45, we just give you your money back. But it has that for like your power bill. Like we have tons of people that we've networked with. Um, So it's getting ready to launch. We are taking advisors, which... um, Obviously, there's a startup fee because you have your website, your T-shirts, your business cards, all of that. Um, but 100 bucks to start your own business and you're helping people is ain't shit. So if y'all are interested in that, I'm going to go ahead and plug. It's freedompath.com slash Cynthia Anderson WF for Wichita Falls. Yes, send me that in your DM so I can put that in okay. the description of the site because I think a lot of people that might listen to this episode might want to take advantage of those services I might even want to take advantage of those services <laughs> right I mean it's pretty sick like it's an all-in-one like you can go and get those programs individually but this is like I mean if you go pay somebody to repair your credit it's like a couple a, a thousand at least yeah um it's 200 bucks to start and then or it's 199 because it's be to start and then it's 49 dollars a month but if you can fucking fix everything and have that all in one and get all that shit off your credit and plan your budget. Because because a lot of people, they'll go out, you know, you're going to fucking Sonic today, Burger King tomorrow, wherever the fuck. You don't realize you're spending $600 a month on fucking eating out. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't realize that. And this, you can add all of your accounts into one and it 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 tracks it for you. It's like, hey, yo, you're you're doing this. Like you want to fix something? It's over here. <laughs> You don't have enough money. Uh, fix this over here. <laughs> so, so what I find interesting with you is that yes, you in the sex trade, but you find ways to create businesses outside of it. They ain't even got shit to do with the sex trade. Do you think a lot it's of nothing females, but air and opportunity around? Yeah, do you think a lot of females <laughs> should 
you know, sometimes look to create businesses out of the sex trade because sometimes people become comfortable in what they do and they're scared to step out uh, or from under that safety net per se. Because sometimes that's sick. The OnlyFans and, and the webcam becomes a safety net, you know, period. But right. we all know that it's because the way the business is set up, things change within a year. Think about what you were just saying with OnlyFans. They change their, te- their, their, their terms of service like that in the blink of an eye. You know, I think about what happened with OnlyFans last year. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You have sites that disappear. So speak to the importance of building a business outside of it for yourself as a woman in the business. You definitely should not put all your eggs in one basket. Definitely should not. Um, I actually got recruited out of the adult industry when I was 18 by a multimillionaire, and I ended up running corporate sales teams for you them and made you six figures. Money. God damn, girl. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you attract money like goddamn money attract bees, goddamn it. <laughs> well, when you stop chasing it, it'll chase you. <laughs> mm. uh-uh. well, I'm still but yeah, I would I'm, not I'm, I'm put all my eggs in one basket. This bitch. Hey, I'm still trying to get you to chase my black ass. Right. Mm. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, we're not, something could happen tomorrow. Tomorrow, and you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing today. Yeah. So you have to plan for tomorrow. If you live for day to day, then you're just gonna not. I mean, your tomorrows really don't fucking matter. You literally have to plan for tomorrow. If this yeah. thing fails, okay, let me just put that energy I was putting over there over here, and I'm still gonna run. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have anywhere else to put it, you're gonna be fucking running in circles. Yeah, because even with me, when I decided to retire for porn, my thing was how I'm gonna make money outside of it. You know, period. I mean, because I still got my stuff. I still got my sites. It still make money. But as I did more of this podcasting, you know, I started seeing ways I could generate income. Now, granted, to anyone that's listening, no, there's not a lot of money in podcasting. I don't know. Don't listen to these big podcasters thinking that everybody's making the buku money in podcasting. It's a struggle. And that's with any business that you do, you know, period. Especially in the first couple of years, it's a struggle. Especially right now. Yeah. Like, we've had so many businesses in this town shut down. Like, we've had, like, five or six restaurants shut down this year. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond moved out. Bath & Body Works moved out of town. Like, we've had... The struggle has been real. Like, COVID fucks some shit up real fucking bad. And and people are still feeling it. Yeah, because even to the point that... That's why I said when I, when I sit back, I that's why I, sometimes I had to take a step away from social media because I get sick and tired of motherfuckers flexing, and I'm sitting there looking at these fuckers flexing. I'm like, damn it, it ain't my black ass. <laughs> I hate you, fuckers. <laughs> right? You know, period. Because it's, people don't realize I hate this is one thing I hate the most. Right? Is that nobody wants to show their struggle. They want to show. They want to fake it till they make it, but they don't want to show the truth about what they go through. And it's important for people to see both sides defense so you can understand how it works and how it goes. You know, not every, just like people come into the porn business thinking that they're going to make a shitload of money first year out, first month, first day. It doesn't work like that. No, you're going to get dicked down for 500 bucks if you're lucky. (laughs) <laughs> Basically, you know what I'm saying? And even with the girls that do do the OnlyFans, 
even though you might be hot one year, shit changes year two. You know, period. Because a lot, because I think the problem is that when you, if you don't walk into things with a business mind, you're not going to last long in it because soon as shit gets hard and tough, you're ready to bounce because you thought it was so fucking easy. And it's right. not. You know, period. I tell anybody, my first year in porn, the first year I had clips for sale, it took me a year to get a check, six months to get a sale. You know, that after that, I've been getting regular checks ever since, but it takes time. No one wants to hear the term or the statement or the line or the sentence. It takes time. It they takes time. It takes persistence. It takes sweat, blood, tears. Like it, it's, it's, you gotta be tenacious in your fucking goals. Yeah, most definitely. And speaking about time, I think I didn't hear this lady time up out this piece, but she will be back though. <laughs> She will Hell be back. Yeah. We got to be back because next time I got to bring you to Primo Smoke Room and I got to get your pretty face on camera the next time. Because <laughs> you know, I know I kind of caught you off guard or what have you, but next time we'll have a little bit, you know, uh, you know, more of a, you know, heads up so I can get that pretty face on camera and everything. So with that being said, since we're talking about spending money on you, tell about where they can spend and where they can go to spend money on. Um, well, my main thing is OnlyFans.com backslash Cynthia Taser, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-T-A-Z-E-R. Uh, that's my main thing. You can go to celeb.tv backslash Cynthia Taser or xvidchat.com and look up Cynthia Taser. But those are my three. Those are my three main ones. Uh, you can find me on Clapper. Um, I actually do. I have I do band promo here in town and stuff. So. I got some. I was just at the Saliva concert last weekend. Uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, a band I, I got Kevin Fowler coming up. Damn! Uh, Jason Bolin is after that. Um, I got and became the queen of the town, ladies and gentlemen. That, shows you, <laughs> that tells you a lot how bad of a woman she is. <laughs> My daughter said, Mom, why is it like back home? We can't go anywhere without people knowing who you are. And I was like, because I am who I am, like it's like I'm lesson, no matter whether I try or not, people are gonna end up knowing who the fuck I am. And it's funny yeah. because everybody here knows me as myself, Cynthia Anderson. They don't know me. Well, they kind of do know me as the stripper who got stuck in town that fucking took over a bar. Um, because there are haters no matter where the fuck you go, but they literally are the ones that make you famous. They're the ones that tell everybody that where you're at and what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So don't okay. let them don't let them hate hate and get you down. Let them motivate the fuck out of you because they're literally walking free billboards and billboards are fucking expensive. They never lie. Cost <laughs> like a motherfucker. And with that being said, people, we come to the end of another great smoke this over, the smokers lounge. And you know how we always end these things. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention premium smoke room, seven premium podcasts. Four ninety nine a month. If you, and trust me, we get more uncensored, we get more off the chain, we get more controversial. They might flash, they might even suck on a dildo, they might even wear some sex for you. You don't know unless you subscribe, motherfucker. So subscribe four ninety nine a month, cheaper than any fucking Patreon that your ass is gonna. <laughs> subscribe to, and I'm gonna give you way better content than some of these other top podcast is going to give you because 
while you just watching them talk, you get to see the ladies talk, and they might even be in action now. They're not going to be doing anything that you're going to see on OnlyFans, because I'm not getting kicked off of Spotify. But you might see a little something, something you never know. So with that being said, people, you know how we end this all day, every single damn time. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Cynthia, tell everybody goodbye. Uh, Have a good one, guys.